Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Hello, welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Taylor Bradley, what is going on? Wow, just living the dream over here. I feel like I haven't seen or talked to you in so long. I know, it's so sad. And actually, we haven't had our own one-on-one podcast in a long time. So I've been like, been thirsty for this. I'm like, looked at my schedule today and I am jazzed. Same, same. Um, guys, we threw this together at like the last minute to def we wanted to get some some content out to you guys. So we threw this together last minute and um when our schedules could align and that's that's always really exciting for us because it's rare. Um but yeah, I haven't had the chance to like shoot the shit with you in a long time. I know, it's so sad. So today we're going to so this episode actually was um for for from my side, um I, I thought of my sister. So my sister is Call her out. Yeah, I thought of my <laughs> sister. Her out. This is Lindsay Namer. <laughs> she is going through, uh, hopefully getting this job uh, today, actually. So so knock on wood there. But um, she hadn't interviewed in a really long time. She It was a really big position for her, a big opportunity. And so she wanted to role play. I'm like, oh, yes, there for that. So I realized, wow, people have hard times with certain questions. And so this episode is all about how to answer the about you questions you know yeah. the ones that i think i think in general people feel feel away like they can't talk great about themselves regardless of how their confidence is they don't want to brag but they you know it's like like it's it's like you know you know we haven't seen someone since high school and they're like hey how's it been where you're like i don't know you got time for like 15 years 20 years <laughs> yeah right no i mean i'm curious to know what you told your sister so what was the advice when and do you do you know that that's what they're going to ask her because that's just a common interview question or did they ask her that and she bombed? Like, tell us about tell us about this experience with your sister. Yeah, for sure. So what I did and actually I, I think maybe this is for how to prep an interview. So possibly a, a, a different episode. But real quick, yeah. I was like, hey, give me the job description. And so I looked at everything that they were going to want her to do. Right. And then I asked questions around that. Um, but then I focused on like, look, like you nailed that. Now I need to ask you about yourself about mm-hmm. your soft skills because as we were talking about soft skills and hard skills right that's it's going to go hand in hand and maybe perhaps soft skills above hard so I said all right tell me about yourself why are you good for this role and it was like it was like on this like crazy tangent that I had to like you know reel her back in like yeah come back in where are we going here you're like literally jumping off of a deep end and I think it's because you know, when you're kind of going on this tangent and someone's meant to just listen to you, you know, mm-hmm. you are kind of talking at them. It's not like more of a conversation at that point. I think you just kind of get lost. Like, I feel like sometimes in this podcast, I'm like, and here I am. I'm just, wait, what were you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's so funny to me because I think it's probably true for everybody is that you can, and you think it'd be the reverse, is that you could speak about your work experience. And maybe it's because we rehearsed that so much about like, here's why I'm a, my skills are a good fit for this job. Here's how I've I've done X, Y, Z. This job requires X, Y, Z, whatever it is. But when you're asked to talk about yourself, it's like, how do you be brief, 
and be bright with that and know what they want to hear when they're like, what answer are they looking for? And obviously that can vary depending upon the company. But um, yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know. I feel like that one is a really hard, whenever I'm asked to talk about myself, it's like, uh, uh, nobody likes to talk about their self. Well, actually some people do, narcissists do. But <laughs> I just feel like it's not a common thing to just go and kind of give an elevator pitch, but we should all have one. I mean, I really feel like, as I'm sitting here saying this, I'm like, I can't believe in all the years that I've been doing recruiting, even for my own self, I don't have an elevator pitch. You probably do because of all the different speaking engagements you do and talking about your background, training people, you know, to, to own and run their own agencies and whatnot. You have to talk about yourself and your experience and how it's relative to what they're wanting to do. But, you know, unless for the rest of us, it's typically just an interview thing. Like unless you're interviewing for a job, you don't really get asked, like, tell me about yourself. I think something that that helped her and hopefully helps helps listeners is you should always present yourself as the solution. Yeah, you are the solution. And so like you're saying, like as they teach people to own their own agencies and do biz dev and get clients and stuff like that, they have to have that spielio. Like it has to yeah. be a, an interesting combination between pro mostly professional, but then put in those little like soft skills and, you know, like, hey, I'm I'm a mom of two great yeah you know that that's absolutely in my spiel that is the about me that is like what makes me tick and stuff like that that is what makes me efficient you know yeah but on the flip side of that in an interview I don't think it's a great and I mean this is going to be like you know probably controversial but I don't think it's a great good practice to talk about your kids in your interview oh interesting because there are companies parents. there are companies that will use that against you you know and we'll be like oh well she probably can't work the hours you know what I mean like it's just one of those things where you know, if it's like, uh, this is a whole nother subject, but I really want to talk about this at one point, like it, whenever you get to an application and it gets to the part um, where it speaks about a disability. Have you seen that? Have, yeah. have you applied for a job ever? Oh, no, but I at least know what they look like. <laughs> well, and I mean, today there's so many more options of, as far as what is considered a disability. I mean, it's mental health. It's actual physical disability. I mean, it's a long list yeah. where it's like, man, it'd be hard to find somebody that doesn't have one of these, at least one of these things or has experienced one of these things and uh, that qualifies a disability. But it's like, how is that perceived by employers? Do they really want the real answer to that question? So I think that is a one because I've had people ask me, should I be honest in that question? So I think we'll save that for a later date. But yeah. I definitely think it just you have to cater your answer to a certain extent to the company. And if it's like, it's it's a read the room thing. You have to know what type of environment you're going into and what type of answers they want to hear. And I think it's it should be widely accepted to talk about your children and I'm a mom and I do this or that or like I but I've actually seen it used against people to mention that they're a parent, to mention that they're pregnant, to mention that they coach these things that will impact their ability to work till 9 p.m. You know, they coach their kids sports or whatever. Yeah, so I think there it's probably best for people to err on the side of caution and come up with a good answer to that to use that's applicable across all companies regardless of what their culture or environment is like just yeah. have a standard spiel that you give yeah. i mean i don't think it's a bad thing to be a mom obviously i am one i'm just i've worked with some companies where you got some these things that, that shouldn't yeah that shouldn't be a negative thing it should be like oh you know i'm a mom too or i'm a parent too or and even if they are parents it's still like if they being the employers like if they are parents themselves or the hiring manager is a parent himself is still like the expectations that they have for candidates sometimes differ than what they have for themselves or people that are already working internally so I think coming up with like a good about me spiel that maybe doesn't get too personal because I, I feel like that's where 
things tend to go left for people, even if it's not about kids. But like if you start talking too much about your personal stuff and like, I just feel like that'll, you know, it'll just backfire. It, yeah, I can backfire. I totally get yeah. that one. Um, okay. So the next question that I prepped her for was, why are you a fit for this job? Well, but you got to tell us what she's like, what was the spill that y'all came? Like, what did you tell her oh, that she the, should the, say the about the about her? The yeah. Like how, stuff? what okay. was your sample? How you should answer that? Yeah. So I wanted her to essentially like look over her resume again mm-hmm. and then see like her experience and then see essentially why she's there today. Yeah. So it's more of a like, hey, you know what? Um, so so she's worked at the Marriott and she went to New York. She's like had all these interesting adventures that maybe on paper doesn't make her look as stable as uh-huh. as as she was in the past. And so I said, like, look, hey, you know what? I'm kind of a I'm a happy go lucky, really strong work ethic individual. I used to work at the Marriott for many years. I ran their activities. Um, I loved doing that. I loved pleasing guests. I loved, you know, having them come here and like, you know, feeling a part of the community. Uh, yeah. And then I actually I was feeling like I needed an adventure myself. So I moved all the way to New York, didn't really have a plan, but it was just such a fun experience. And then I got into um, what I love to do most, which is plan events. Mm. And, and so the, the job is for like for like a wedding planner, like a wedding yeah. planner, event coordinator. And um, so she's like, so then I found this job. I loved it so much. But at the end of the day, New York wasn't for me. And it was meant just for me to have an adventure. So here I am, you know, back in Tahoe, Reno area. And I know that my passion is event planning. I know that I'm well organized and dedicated. Um, and that's, you know, that's a little bit about myself. Um, and then I and I was like, hey, and I have it now. I did. I did say personal because I think wedding planning that is kind of something. Yeah. Stuff. And so I'm like, hey, I have a dog. I live down. I live down the street. This is the next commute for me. Um, and I want to continue my career down this path. Because I think this is where I'm supposed to be. I think that's a great answer. Like, fantastic. You coached her to a fantastic answer. And then that's an example, exactly what you said, as of a job that I think it's important to incorporate a little bit of personal in there. Because it's wedding planning, which is, I mean, a wedding is super personal to a lot of people, yeah, right? So, that, yeah. Yeah. So, that's where a great example of, like, read the room. You know what I mean? Like, if you're interviewing for a more social job something that actually tugs at the heartstrings something you know like a photographer would be another one that you don't want to talk about like all business and not incorporate you know my love for photography developed from taking pictures of my kids I think there's it's a there's a time and a place and you have to read the room and know the company that you're interviewing for and like if sprinkling in those little personal nuggets will go over well but I think even the way you you had her describe her background like her journey to New York to like that wasn't really for me it's personal but it's not it's not over the top personal or yeah, over that line like personal. digging yeah the it's digging deep it's yeah, yeah. it's your journey you know yeah. but then I might yeah I think it's a great answer my thought process for like tell me about yourself was also in my in my opinion is to be like hey if they have any doubts or if they see any weird things on my resume or that maybe they're gonna already ask me about I kind of want to just put it in there like I'm being very transparent you know because like as I look at a resume and I see gaps, I mean, we talked about gaps in, in a different episode. So if anyone wants to listen to that, definitely check it out. But um, I wanted to just kind of address it. Yeah. You know, like 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 they're, oh, actually, I don't think it's a bad thing. Let me let me just walk you through like like my life in the last 10 years, basically. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think uh, one that people can work in that I always love whenever I'm doing interviews and people just work this into the conversation because it's 100 percent of the time an interview question. If somebody's currently employed or even if they're not, And they're, you know, like the why are you looking to leave or why are you looking for something new? I think whenever you ask somebody to give like a tell me about yourself, tell me, give me an overview of your background for people to just automatically incorporate, which this led me to XYZ Corporation and 
you know, I feel like I've done everything I could do there and I'm really looking for a role that's going to challenge me and, and kind of naturally tell why they're looking for something different without you having to be like, why are you wanting to leave this job? I feel like it it can come off sometimes if you glaze over that, like you're you're not trying to be forthcoming of why you're looking to leave or why you're, you know, in the job market. Yeah, exactly. And that goes to like, a, you know, a, a parent who's taking time off. Be like, hey, you know what? I had this really great experience. I was able to stay home with my kids. And, you know, luckily now they're in kindergarten and now I get to, you know, go be me in the yes. fullest extent, you know? And so there is no, like, it doesn't feel heavy. You're not waiting for the elephant in the room question. You're not. Uh-huh. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, uh, now you can proceed with why are you a fit for this job? I wanted, I knew you'd have a good answer. So I want our listeners to really get yeah. some, um, get an example of what a good answer is. Yeah, no, I like that. So the why you're fit for your job, I you could have almost just did the same spiel that yeah. it did for the about me, but then I wanted her, I wanted it to be different because then she can like really harness in. So I told her like, look, first of all, look to see what they want and look to mm-hmm. see what like, ooh, if you had this, this is like the cherry on the top kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, research the other job descriptions, but I wanted her to grasp again back to the soft skills. But also they had something in here that talked about revenue. Mm. And I thought that that was a really interesting ad. I mean, like there there's some report that just came out that basically like the biggest, biggest, biggest thing people are looking for right now is how they can build revenue and they need people to do that. Like that's Mm -hmm. like that's the top job. Right. So I said, hey, here's your answer. I am an amazing people person. I'm able to develop relationships very quickly, develop trust. I love setting forth someone's perfect day. I like taking the chaos out of things. Um, I go above and beyond for everything. I'm a team player. My communication is very direct, but very friendly. And I really think that this is the path. This is my dream. And, you know, eventually I want to have like my own event uh, event position and, you know, whatever. I, I went mm-hmm. off on that like spielio. Basically, like I wanted to show that this is okay for her right now, but she has bigger aspirations in case because this is like a, a starting level so okay. th- that they knew she could keep growing and that this is not just like a, you know, um, a one, a, a stop in her adventure. You know, it's, yeah. this is actually a career for me. So whenever um, you asked her that question, why are you a fit for this job? Did she give you a solid answer before you coached her? Did you feel like Nail- she got that one? She nailed it. So this th- this is why I was bringing up these two separate questions, because when I said, tell me about herself, it was like, yeah, yeah. It was like, tell me why you're a good fit for this role. And she nailed, nailed yeah. that. And I, that's why I was like, we have to do, we have to talk about this because people don't like, like when it comes to their job, they're like, oh, I own my job. But when it comes to like, as a human being, it's like, sometimes you're like, oh, maybe, maybe I don't own being a human being, you know, like, who am I? Yeah. I remember when someone, when someone says, what's your purpose? And I was like, I'm sorry, what, what's my purpose? Like maybe keeping my kids alive. I don't know. know. Yeah. Like to get through this fucking interview and (laughs) yeah. Well, and that that would be to me, that's indicative of probably the type of company that somebody interviewed with, like a very mission driven organization. Again, it's read the room, like as far as the interview questions that you can anticipate, because I feel like that's not one that everybody would ask, like all companies ask, what's your purpose? But it's very much probably aligned with who they are as an organization. Yeah. If they're mission driven and they want people that who's their personal purpose aligns with the company's mission, goals, vision, all of that. Um, but you're, I had never even thought about it before. And I'm thinking back on interviews that I've done recently. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. It's so much easier to talk about your experience and what do you do at XYZ company? And what was your most notable achievement there? But then when you're talking about yourself, it's like, 
what do you want? What, how much information should I give? Where am I supposed to start? And, you know, tell me about yourself is also a vague question because depending upon the company, they could want about know about you as a person, or it could yeah. be tell me about like your work experience background, or it could be incorporate both, which is what the answer that you gave her um, or the suggestion that you have, which I think is perfect. But that's an interesting one versus like, like here we ask very pointed questions like walk me through your background experience, notable achievements, who you reported to. But it's like we are not asking about, you know, somebody's like, well, after I graduated college, then I adopted this dog and learned how to play pickleball and like. You know, like that's not what we're the answer that we're looking for. But I think there are companies like that that are like, tell me the something new that you taught yourself, you know, that want to know things like that. Yeah. That are more like, well, I taught myself how to play pickleball. So it could get a little personal. But I think for our listeners, it's really you got to know and like research. We say this all the time, but you really have to research the company that you're interviewing for and know like to anticipate, I guess, what kind of questions they're going to ask you and also how you should answer those questions. Hundred percent. I even think looking at their LinkedIn to see how wordy they are. Like if you're yeah. not dealing directly with with the recruiter to prep you for that, um, yeah. Then it's like you got to you got to really like like do your research. Like that that goes like a really 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 long way. Yeah, and I think it used to be do your research so that you can tell the company when you're interviewing like. Oh, yeah, I looked up the founder and I looked up this and I saw you guys did this and you just, you know, were featured in this. Mag it's, but it's like that's one type of research that, yes, you should absolutely do. But then there's the other type of research that is like what we're talking about is, you know, what type of interview questions they want. Are they brief? Do they like are they super wordy? Exactly what you said. I think, you know, there's two schools of thought there that we've never even touched on. But this is a great point. And I know there's a lot of people interviewing right now. Tons. A lot of people. Tons. And it's like. They're just, they're finally getting interviews, you know? Yeah. People are starting to hire a little bit more now, thank goodness. But um, yeah, but so it's like now they're even more nervous because now they really need this interview. Yeah. So it went from being like, oh, okay, like I get an interview and I'm ready and all those things to be like, oh shit, I can't fuck this up. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, one of the ones that I've seen, um, just to go on a random tangent here yeah. because it's very on brand, um, <laughs> but at a company that uses like AI interviews, and I know this is like, we're going to talk AI. about this another subject. Yes, give it to me. All the rage. <laughs> but I mean, I just have so many thoughts on this. This is a, definitely a whole other subject. But it asks you questions like that. Like, tell me about yourself. Why are you a good fit for this job? Like very big questions that require a wordy answer. It's not like, well, because I graduated and went X, Y. It's not like a brief answer where you could just mm -hmm. spout it off. It's thoughtful. It's a, It's your story. Um, and so some of these AI interviews, you have like 60 seconds to answer the question yep. and you have a little timer going at the bottom. Uh, so it's like, ah. yeah. Oh my God. I've watched, I've actually watched some recently. Like uh -oh. it's like a bloopers situation oh where God. it's recording and somebody's like, oh shit. And it's just like, oh, oh shit. It's recording. And I was like dying. I was dying. We, and, uh, we have to yeah. talk about this in another episode. We want to do it like, so for listeners, um, stay tuned. We're going to do a, like don't fear AI stuff, but also like, where is AI? Where is it going? Like all these things. We'll, we'll do like a couple episodes on this. Um, but I have a couple stories of, the, of those as well. No, I mean, it's, it's something we all should be getting familiar with because I know it's going to be used more frequently. Is it a little impersonal? Absolutely. Um, and I can say this from firsthand experience, having gone through those process. It feels, if you've never talked to anybody and you just go straight to a video interview with a timer with 60 seconds, but companies know they can do that these days. There are so many amazing candidates out there on the market and they're getting an abundance of applicants. So I understand the thought process of like, how do we 
dwindled down the applicants or weed down like weed out people that we're not going to talk to because you know if you open any kind of ta role in today's market you're going to get thousands of applicants so i okay so, uh, we cannot tangent because i know we're already like getting a time and we have a really good uh, meeting one to get to but yeah now people are not a, not posting their jobs it is like insanely common that they are not posting anymore they don't want to go through it they just want referrals so like just the last like I would say last four days alone, I have seen like six different jobs in the Slack channel I'm in. And I'm like, holy shit, these are like big fucking great jobs. Like, yes, is, you know, so now it's like my time to be like, here, here you go. And like as a recruiter, yeah, do I get paid for that? But not this situation. Like no longer are we, do I see really anyone getting paid for like an R for R situation? Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, and and again, I'm just trying to help. So it's like, here, here you go. Here you go. Here's this profile. Here's this profile. And they're like, can you just make an email intro? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. So yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it's happening more and more and more. So hopefully everyone's, ta- you know, looking out for each other, which is exactly why you have to tell your friends, your network that you are looking so that when these things pop up, they can refer you. Absolutely. Um, so you want to get to what is one yeah. thing you need to work on? Yes, I have to get this. And I actually have my notes up. So as I yes. was doing the role play, I was taking notes for okay. my sister. So I like I didn't uh-huh. forget about this. Um, OK, so that's a hard question, right? What's the one thing that you can work on? Yeah. Most people go, well, I'm a perfectionist. It's like, okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like everybody says that and we all know that that's not true, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so she goes, <laughs> or, oh God, you're laughing. <laughs> she goes, well, I, I need to learn not to talk so much. I get too comfortable with guests too soon and we get really personal and then we go and then now it's not about work anymore and we become friends and stuff. And I'm like, okay, stop there. This is for in events coordinator and planner and stuff that's probably not a good look you're not going to want to immediately tell your boss that you're getting too friendly with the guest probably not a good idea i'm gonna give me another one (laughs) she goes okay um well uh i think i get a a really overwhelmed in the beginning and so i'll need a little bit of time just to get comfortable okay that's uh that's not a good one either (laughs) yeah you know but it's like she's trying to be my sister is so so honest and i and yeah. i love that you have to be honest right you have to be transparent but there's also a way to spin these things so you actually get the job right yeah so you know like how, okay so how would you spin if if literally like the one thing you can think about is shit i get overwhelmed like really easy in the beginning how would you spin that? don't ever say that i think regardless <laughs> of job no i think that's really really important that like it doesn't matter what job you're doing Starting a new job is overwhelming. It is for everybody. But I don't think it's going to go over well for any candidate to say that to an employer, regardless of the job that they're doing. If you're going to go work at Wendy's or if you're going to be a CFO, you don't say you get overwhelmed in the beginning. Like, I would just never say that. Um, so that one is like, a, I, I I love that your sister's so honest because these answers that you're giving are truly like, she's being honest with, yeah, 100%. here's what I need to work on, you know? And it's like, I would appreciate as a hiring manager, not the overwhelm one, that would freak me out. It's like, okay, if somebody's going to come in and get overwhelmed, but I would be like, okay, you know, I can appreciate that somebody is an event coordinator, develops these great relationships with people so much so that they become friends with them. I think she could use a version of that answer, maybe not for what you need to work on, but somewhere else, you know, as far as like one of her strengths that she develops like these really solid relationships that um, result in her getting referrals after she's planned a wedding or planned an event. So I think that could be a really good answer. Um, I struggle with this one recently when I did an interview uh, and I gave a really honest answer too. And it, I mean, you were involved in this, so you know what my answer was about, you know, I get 
I don't, I forgot how I worded it and you'll, you'll be able to help me out here, but I get really emotionally attached to my team. Like it's, they become my friends. We work really well together. We all respect each other. That's why we work well together is it's, it's just like, I'm not going to ask you to do anything I'm not willing to do. And so I gave that answer of like what it was. It was not exactly like what's one thing you need to work on, but it was a version of this question, which I feel like there always is, or like, what's, what's, what are your weaknesses or whatever that is that you're supposed to turn it to a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely don't, what I would just tell going back to your question about overwhelmed, I just don't think that even if that's your reality, I don't think that you should bring that up in an interview at all that you get overwhelmed. I don't think that like there's a way to spin overwhelmed. I just don't, I wouldn't say that at all. I think so the way to spin it, although I gave her a different answer for me, the way to spin that would be like, hey, I get really excited and I go all in on my projects. And so that might, you know, maybe like kind of overwhelm us as a team because I'm coming on strong, you know, but it's just because I want to do everything at once. Like maybe you could flip it like that. If that's your approach, like would you get overwhelmed or if you, do you come in strong or is it you over you're overwhelmed and you get like paralysis? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. No, again, th- that was an awful answer. So here's what I told her to say. Yeah. Now, yeah, keep in mind, it was the last question and I had already kind of heard like all of her answers. Yeah, yeah, she did, she did really, really, really well. And I said, how about this? You have trouble staying in your lane. So I took kind of like the overwhelmed and basically, as you're looking at me with these eyes, remember, you guys can watch this on the Millionaire, <laughs> Millionaire Recruiter uh, YouTube. Um, she was saying like how she gets so involved in guests and that she likes to work with all these other team members. And I said, look, sometimes you have trouble doing too much. So like if you see a problem, you like to solve it. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's not you staying in your own lane and you need to remember this is a teamwork and you need to like let people do their own jobs. I said, that seems as I was like, does that feel like a problem for you? She's like, oh yeah, I've had, I've had managers talk to me about this. I go, great. (laughs) So that's kind of a problem, but you can spin it as you love solving problems and it gets you excited and maybe like you need to stand down sometimes. Yeah. So that's that. What do you think about that? No, I think that's great. I think that's way better than like overwhelmed. I think the initially saying like staying in your lane was like, okay, well, and it, again, it's going back to like depending upon the company, dep- dependent upon the company. Like for some people that are really structured, organizations that are really structured, that might be a problem. Like, no, this is your roles and responsibilities and you need to stay within these roles. And I've worked in environments like that. And then I've worked in other ones where it's like they would absolutely love somebody that is wanting to take on all of these things. So where your answer evolved into, I think is kind of one of those classic answers that people give to these questions of like, I get excited and I want to do a bunch of things and I want to take on a a lot of things. And sometimes it's to my own detriment because there's only so many hours in a day. Like that's, Uh I feel like that's kind of a classic answer to that where people are like, I just like to do too much. Or I'm like you said, perfectionist, even to my own detriment sometimes, because I just want, it's like, it's one of those classic answers, which I think are what they're looking for. Like no company actually wants or probably appreciates somebody being brutally honest answering that question of like I get overwhelmed you know to a point that I'm like paralyzed by or I get overwhelmed with making decisions or whatever the truth of that is I think they're looking for you to spin it so give them a version of of the truth but then how are you going to spin it is probably more what they're looking for in the answers to those questions and like what do they actually feel they need to work on yep and here's what I would suggest so if you do have trouble with this or like you want to put your truth out there, but you need yeah. a positive way to spin this, I would ask your good old friend, ChatGPT. Yeah, I would say spin this in a positive way that I can say in an interview. Does. Yes. Well, and that's another thing. Like people should be using that all the time. Um, And like even I, I'm seeing so many like applications like this where 
you know, the applications that you have where it used to ask you the standard questions of like, are you 18 years of age or older? Or like whatever that, that shit. Well, now they're asking you like questions relative to the job description. You used to see this. This isn't a new thing. Like you used to see it here or there. It's on like every application I've seen lately where, I mean, you're going to be writing novels about like, yep. how does your, you know, mission and, and personal mission align with ours? Like there are deep, thoughtful questions that I'm seeing lately that are like, okay, these applications already take a long time. And then going into answering those questions. So chat GPT for questions like that is your buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hit us, hit us with the broke to boss. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think we've, we've talked a lot about all, a lot of this stuff already, but, you know, practicing is really, really important. So practice for confidence and a clear delivery. I think that practice for confidence is the big component that I'd like people to take away from that. It's like you can practice your responses and answers and then like when you give it it's going to sound like a very scripted answer but practicing your confidence and that's a little bit different and what that can look like for people is you know maybe doing mock interviews with you know your spouse or your friend or whoever and and even if you provide them say ask me these questions and let me just practice how I'm going to interview or answer these questions like it's an interview which in turn is going to build up their confidence and that's like the key takeaway here is like be confident in how you're answering questions because I really feel like no matter what your answer is or even if you fumble a little bit, as long as you bring it back and you're doing it with confidence, I think that it's like totally recoverable. But if you just like fumbling, it's going to be awful. So yep. I think practicing the answers to your questions is one component and then practicing your confidence in answering those questions is another. Yep. The about you and the soft skills here are like, I think, one of the biggest. Yeah. One of the biggest. Absolutely. All right. Also, this was a longer episode. We couldn't help ourselves because <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, but you can also watch this on the Millionaire Recruiter YouTube. But don't forget, we are actually we're going up on reviews here. So keep it coming. If you like it, share it. If you want to be you know, a guest, we're down for that. Um, hit us up. See you next Tuesday. Thanks, y'all.